Good evening, and welcome to Night Shift Top Secret Information, the show where political commentator, comedian, social media influencer, Anthony Ramonde, the conservative aunt, and myself, former officer and special operation veteran, dive down the rabbit hole every week, learning something new about conspiracies, paranormal activity, all the things that keep you guessing, wondering, and staying awake at night. Today, we have a very, very special show right on the eve of the Christmas holidays. We have Brit Investigates, and then we also have Troy from the Motley Croc Show down in Florida to talk to us all about Krampus, paranormal investigations, all of the things that really give me the heebie-jeebies. Without further ado, brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash and I present to you conservative ant Brit and Troy. Good evening. Gentle. Good evening. Oh. How are you? <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. I, uh, I just want to tell our listeners that I have already hung out with Troy and had an amazing couple of days with him. So, very interesting person. Thank you for coming out to South Florida. Britt, I've talked to you several times. Um, and, you know, Eric, I just want to say, you know, I'm very dramatic and I like all of these, you know, really spooky, scary things all the time. But like the things that they want me to do here in the near future when we go <laughs> and you and I go and investigate with them is they want to put me and Britt can tell you into a room Okay, in a haunted, um, let's just say haunted situation or a building that's haunted. And Britt, can you explain a little bit to our listeners exactly what you do and what you think that I'm going to do? And, <laughs> you know, we'll take it from there. So, yeah, so I want to, when we all go investigating, I want to put, I want to put Anthony into a room alone in a very haunted location with sensory deprivation, which is where you put noise canceling headphones on and a mask over your eyes. So your vision and hearing are removed so that your other senses can kicked in, like allowed to be kicked in. And that way, if there are spirits present and you are open to it, they will have an easier way of communicating you without outside noises blocking that interference. So being that Anthony is a little bit more on the heebie-jeebie side of all of that. Um, I just thought it would be a very interesting kind of introduction into the field of ghost hunting and paranormal investigations. So, is there any hauntings of any gay houses? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure there are some. Yeah, as a matter of fact, <laughs> can he be haunted by Sasper, the homosexual ghost? Well, Sasper, but Sasper. Troy and I had an experience. Troy was here. Troy, why don't you tell Eric and the listeners what happened to us? Well, we were sitting out um, having some whatever, a chartreuse board or whatever that he decided that he was going to design in the middle of the night. And um, we were just sitting there and then and, um, somebody said clearly, somebody said Anthony. And nobody was home besides us. Right. Oh. Right. There was nobody there. And then he's like, did you hear them? I'm like, yeah. But I, at first second, I thought that his partner was coming home. I thought, oh, hey, Anthony, I'm here, kind of thing. Anthony, like that, but there was nobody there for at least another hour. So, yeah, that was very, um, that was an interesting thing. But I have a question. What causes something to be haunted? Like, what, what causes a ghost to say, I want to choose 
this room versus any other room or any other establishment. I'll say something before I let Brittany give a professional opinion on that. To be honest with, if anybody tells you they know, they don't. Okay. Because we're clearly not dead yet. So I think that there's a, a wide variety of, of reasons that something like that would stick around. Um, first of all, if you have, if you come in it with certain faith bases, then it can exist. Right. So it, it, depending on your religion, depending on is how you feel about ghosts in general, in general. So, um, so you have I to, guess, depending on the bylaws, what's that? So you have to kind of believe for it to, to happen. I think that it's, it's not so much that you have to believe per se, but you have to be open to understanding that everything that you've been taught is not necessarily real. Does that make sense? So um, they tell you that monsters aren't real. They are. Um, they'll tell you that there's probably there's no other life in the galaxy. Clearly, that's not true. We clearly know that there's other life forms. And I just think that until we we always try to find something else and some people are more in tune than others. So, yeah, I think it would be um, a reason would be is probably somebody would be angry or they really don't. Neither of you know that each other's there. And this this haunting thing can be also fabricated greater in the mind depending on how weak the person is um that's experiencing these things that's now I'll touch on that later now you also did tell me something that was super interesting too that you said that a lot of um spirit or i guess ghosts for an easier term for people hold on or attach themselves to things right so they can come with you if there was either trauma or a um or like a sentimental feeling towards a specific item so if your house wasn't haunted per se but there's an item that has traveled with you they can also travel with that item sure i believe that they can connect your energy to, to it absolutely okay absolutely. so Britt, so Britt, what is your expert analysis on on things that he just said <laughs> <laughs> well, well, for first, I'll say that there's no such thing as an expert in the field. Like, that's another thing that is like a term that gets really thrown around a lot because we haven't been able to definitively prove the existence, the existence of, a of a ghost or what was that? What was that? Oh, that was uh, me toggling the echo cancellation on stream. What are you doing? That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you be able to, to even notice that. <laughs> we heard it. We like, all heard what it. What is happening? Parallel universe. What the fuck? Um, now, speaking of parallel universe, are these things, are these like of demons or are they, you know, because he mentioned monsters, like uh, these energies that you talk about connecting the things? What do you think they are? I, I know that you're not an, I, I, I respect that you say you're not an expert, but you know more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just meant like the term and I appreciate the term. I, I, even when I make appearances on TV, they they always say expert because it's somebody that studies the field heavily. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to like demons and say, I'm not saying the demons aren't out there and they're not real. That is something that is a very heavy study. Um, demon possessions, like demonic possessions or demon attachments, demonic attachments to things that happen. Those are possibilities of things that also happen in, in everyday situations like I don't like picking up just random things at antique stores because we don't know what they may or may not have been used for, especially when it comes to I mirrors. Mm -hmm. I will not heat. My brother does, but I don't like getting mirrors from um, antique stores just What's because wrong with mirrors, what do mirrors have? There's a lot of background to them with like spirit attachments or actually capturing a spirit within a mirror. So like if you go back through Catholicism within um, exorcisms, they sometimes would actually use a mirror to trap the demon. 
right? And make sure the demon could never be released again. So you just don't know what you might be bringing into your home unknowingly. So there's a lot of cases where like somebody be like, oh, I saw this really cute thing and I brought it home. And then all of a sudden shit hit the fan. Well, yeah, it's because you know, I didn't know what you brought home. When I was a kid um, in, I, we visited Gettysburg and this was in the nineties, mm -hmm. um, the battle of Gettysburg, we went to the museum and one of the antique shops had an entire case file of civil war photographs or civil war era photographs that you could buy for like $25. Mm -hmm. And there was a picture of a man and his wife. He was in his uniform and there was a little kid. And you know, those old pictures, it makes their eyes look a little creepy. And but I bought this picture because I thought it was cool at the time. And, um, and I, I, it was all of my vacation money because $25 in the nineties was a lot of money. Um, but I just thought it was a very special piece. And I took it home and I, uh, put it on my desk in my bedroom. Again, I was probably in like fifth grade and, um, I, it was there for a few months and the lack of sleep was a problem. There were things in my room that didn't make sense. I was hearing things. I just had this like crazy sense of fear. And one day I was like, I'm going to handle this. Like whatever is going on, I have to figure it out. Now, again, I was in fifth grade, hadn't seen any horror movies yet. Hadn't seen the exorcist. All this stuff was just new to me. And I looked at the picture and I was like, that's got to go. And I destroyed the picture again, not seeing any movies, not knowing that this is a thing. And um, I destroyed the picture and almost instantly everything was back to normal. Wow. Well, they always, they tell you if you're going to a location like Gettysburg, okay, this is a heavy traumatic energy location, right? Do not bring anything home from it. I don't care if it's a musket ball because there's a lot of negative energy and energy that can attach itself to anything. And so like we have friends that all the time, like when we go investigating, I'll have friends that'll pick up a rock and I'm like, do not take that rock home from this property. Like, are you crazy? And they're like, Oh, you're fine. But like, that is just a big no, no in the field. You just don't bring things home unless the intention is to figure out what's attached to it, what's happening with it. You're going to be working on it to figure out what frequencies are coming from it or whatever. Otherwise you don't bring any of those things home. And so unfortunately with like photographs and stuff like that, there's back history to photographs about capturing souls, especially in like native American belief. But with certain pictures, we just don't know those people and there's certain stories. So it's just sometimes best, like even the antique stores and you see like the death photos, right? Where they prop up the right. loved one that was dead. You just don't bring yeah. that stuff home because you just don't know. Like you don't know what the practices were that they had. You don't know what rituals they may have done prior to taking that photograph and the attachments. Like it all seems cuckoo, but it's just things to better protect yourself in your own home. Like I'm fine, like going and looking for ghosts, but I don't want them in my own home if that makes sense. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this is where I so, relax. So Troy, you told me about a place that you would like all of us to go and visit. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I think it was in St. Augustine, yes. was it? Yes, I can. Um, it was a place that we had went to once before. We have we have gotten access to it and and we will work on getting it again. I believe we can. Um, it's called the Ma Barker House. It's where it was one of the longest uh FBI shootouts with the mafia ever. And Ma Barker and her sons were both um were all gunned down in that house. Um, do you know what is there. that house in St. Augustine? It's not in St. Augustine, it's out towards Ocala, Florida, out near Anthony. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I was born and um, raised in St. Augustine, so I and I was like, yeah, I've never heard of the uh, the Mob Barker. Yeah, the Mob Barker house was, was pretty notorious. Matter of fact, um, 
I know this is yeah. going to be really weird, but um, there used to be a, a band called Millie Vanilli that was like a fake yes. band back in the, or they were really, they weren't really fake. It was all done by their producer. Oh, was was it, wasn't Millie Vanilli, like, wasn't that a thing? Like, like Millie Vanilli? Yeah, they were the voiceover guys. They were, they used two guys that were models to do the performance. And then they had these people that were not so attractive on the eye that were singers, you know, that, you know, like, like Billy Graham. But the, um, they did a song about Ma Barker on that album and it was really weird, that house and everything. So there's actually a song on that album, which was one of the weirdest things. I always thought that that was interesting. Um, but with that being said, uh, Brittany knows a little bit more about where we went. If you're talking about um, Anthony, if you're talking about where we were in St. Augustine when we had the apparition come through the wall, um, Jenny yes. get pulled on and the coins um, that place turned out to be a jail, but nobody knew it. Brittany, you want to touch, touch on that a little bit. You have a little bit more information on that place. We went than I would. Yeah, so I actually used to work in St. Augustine working with a lot of the paranormal groups up there um, because of different things that I case study and different things that I study. So they would bring me up and I worked a case up there for three months and it was actually within that building. And at the time it was an antique store. Um, so I had been going up there every, like literally every weekend uh, to deal with this particular case. And so they had ended up selling, I think they lost their business or whatever due to the corruption of whatever was haunting this building. And um, and so anyway, so I had gone back up and I tried to get a hold of the new owner that had bought the building because he stores stuff in it, but then like just rents out the top, like made it kind of like a like a rental place to come and stay. So if you've been in St. Augustine and you're heading to like the old hospital, if you're down that cobblestone, you're going to go past the old hospital and there are a couple little stores sitting on the left side across from like two restaurants and a cafe. So that actual building is <clears throat> what people don't understand because St. Augustine had a massive fire and they lost a lot of their documentation of the history of where buildings were, what was going on and where things took place. So it was actually one of the original jails, part of the original jail. So people think that St. Augustine jail is actually down the road, but it wasn't. It was actually city center down that cobblestone. And that original hospital was not the actual hospital at the time either. Um, so they, they only uncovered that there was another hospital there because underneath the cobblestones, they were finding body parts, like cut off oh. limbs and arms and things. So they're like, oh, oh this is such a dark, dark past with slavery and Indians and pirates and raping and pillaging. I was, I was, like I said, I was born and raised there. And for those of the people that are listening that don't know, because I live in North Carolina and when I say St. Augustine, People are like, where? Where is St. Augustine at? Uh, St. Augustine is the oldest city in America, but it's not the first. People it's have never heard of St. Augustine. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a, weird. I have, like most people that come into my rum bar and distillery, and I tell them that I like I, I designed my rum bar to be like a bar in St. Augustine. They're all, they have lots of questions like, what is St. Augustine? Where is that? You know, so that's amazing. Wow. It's like one of the most haunted places, too. It's amazing. Yeah, so much very, very weird place to grow up. Even the road I grew up on was called Ghost Light Road. And yeah. it was like number 30th or something on the Discovery's most haunted um, throwaways uh -huh. in America or something yeah. like that. So, so I'm glad that you actually said Discovery. You started talking a little bit about Discovery Channel. Can you both tell us what... So you've both been on like main, like mainstream like networks, right? Like TV mm -hmm. shows. So mm -hmm. can you guys tell our listeners what shows you've been on um, and where they can find the shows if you if, if they're still out there to, you know, give us a little insight on that. Oh, go ahead. Me, me first. Oh, OK. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was like, oh, me first. Um, yeah. So I um, I'm on Peacock. 
So I'm on Unidentified with Demi Lovato. I'm on Peacock. I'm on Discovery Channel, Travel Channel, um, and different appearances on on those shows pertaining to the paranormal. So UFO Witness. Um, I, my most recent one was um, Virginia City, which amazing city. I can take any of us there at any time. So many good people um, with Jack Osborne and Kelly Osborne for the um, Jack Osborne Night of Terror. Um, so I was in the season finale with them. I got to spend the whole week up there with them and investigating two locations. <clears throat> um, awesome. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to the networks because I work with them. I create with them and I develop, but I also work on front of the camera with my professional work of, in the field. So, yeah. Awesome. Joy. Uh Oh, go ahead. Do you have questions for Rick? Uh, I just, I have so many questions. I know. Let Troy talk first. Let Troy talk first. No, go ask Brittany some questions. It's fine. My... No, no I, I can ask both of you guys, uh, both yeah. of you guys questions. You, you, Troy, my question was, is that you mentioned that you were in St. Augustine and an aberration came through the wall. Can you tell us about that experience and what that actually means? I'm a layman. I don't know paranormal activity. So when you say an aberration came through the wall what do you mean by that okay well a full body apparition or an apparition of all is where you actually can make out kind of what you're looking at and so you're going to hear a lot of people and it's, it's a deep thing because i when 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 i see things i don't see things with clothes on and you know top hats and all this kind of stuff unless we're getting into the realm of time bending where we're crossing over because we don't take our clothes with us okay so if 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 I was to be, say, one of your loved ones or one of Anthony's loved ones and I came to him, he's going to recognize me as who I am. Not because, oh, that's so-and-so because they're wearing their, you know, their purple shirt with the, you know, the gold thing on it. That, that, that's not a that's not a thing. So an apparition is almost a full form of a figure um, or a semi-apparition. And so we were in a room. We were with uh, uh, Jimmy. He's one of our friends. He's uh really susceptible to stuff like that he's very he's really good with animals um you guys may know him he's from the gator boys tv show it's jimmy riffle and he's real good with animals and he's real like you know um open to things because he can't really see things but he has feelings so we were with a, a professional psychic at that time and we went into um this area that was supposed to be really kind of you know they call it haunted i, I wasn't sure if it was haunted or was just people just hanging out but there was a lot of uh, scrapings on the wall, like, you know, from the you know, 1500s and all this kind of stuff. And so we put Jimmy in there and he's like, I kind of feel a little pressure. Um, and then we were like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's some, there's some stuff in here. And then I'll start to like go over a little bit. Cause I can get a mind to where I start to go into the next room and then Brittany will go and then she, she'll grab me. Oh, I'm going to fall. I'm like, you're not going to fall. We're good. You know, it's just kind of thing where you start to feel like you're floating. Well, <clears throat> the interesting part about this particular apparition was, uh, Jimmy, if you guys can imagine for a second, you're in a, in a narrow room, which was a stock room, I guess, that where they had kept, you know, items or food, almost like a pantry. It was very long, but narrow. You could walk in and out one way in and out. And there was a far back wall completely in the, the old cobblestone concrete and whatever else they used back then. Some coins started flying around in that room. Now, mind you, this whole time there's, we do have a camera crew with us. We, we have a person, a legitimate camera crew. And he's like, oh, my God, and you can hear the coins hitting. And then Jimmy turns around to, to say something. And I, and I saw like the small child apparition move through the room. And I said, there's a child in the room. And the same time I said that in the in the far back, you see something grab Jimmy's shirt and just shake it. I showed that to you, Anthony. You saw I that. I saw that. That was very interesting. You don't stage those things. And we we're with um, a person that was with us um, who's in their 70s and did not have any type of. Um, 
any she had never seen anything before or anything like that and um jimmy was in the far back and this face comes through the wall towards his face looks at him and then looks straight at us down some as my hand was like that looks straight down and i said there's somebody looking at the hall and then she said the woman next to me now i won't use names but she said I see it. He's right there. And she pointed. I can see his face right there. And you wow. can see it like clearly. I'm, I'm pretty sure Brittany mm-hmm. has some footage of it where you kind of see it coming in. <clears throat> yeah. So that's what an apparition is. And it's just it's just a, a, a remembrance of something, not, not facial hair or anything, just, you just know, something that you know was a, was a human entity. You know, you know real quick, Eric, before you, you were going to say something, I, it makes sense to me because I've had dreams before of loved ones. And I can never remember what they're wearing. Visitation dreams. Yes, but mm-hmm. I, and I and I'd love to hear from the from our listeners. So please send us a message, um, Eric or myself, if you've had this as well. I've had dreams where they visit me, but I never know what they're wearing, and that's a really good point because you don't leave with your what you were in the coffin with or what your favorite you know Jimmy Buffett shirt was or whatever. It's it's just them. And you don't recognize the rest of it. Right. And you got to figure that they're communicating on an energy level. Now they're, they're talking to you on a spiritual level. You're right. Mm-hmm. So if they want to manifest something to you to, to get you to understand that it's them, maybe a cardinal or, or oh, a butterfly or a particular like that, say you have that shirt and one of your nephews thought that that was the coolest shirt in the world you had on and you pass away. And you try to appear to him, but he always loved that. You're able to project that into their brain. This is me. You know, you could mm. you could manifest. I believe that. I believe that that's mm-hmm. that's a very possible thing. I have not experienced a lot of that, but I, I've heard a lot of those types of things. But then you have to take into consideration something that would be communicating on an energy level. Like I always say, we're we're we're, we're spiritual beings, and we're just experiencing a, a like a a physical journey per se, but we're not, we're not physical experiencing any supernatural. We are supernatural. And now we're experiencing, you know, who we are. Hmm. So I think that that level of communication is, 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 it's, it's valid. It's through the brain. So that's where it would be. So yes, apparitions normally would come to you and it's going to be, you're going to see a ghost, but you know, the whole, I don't know if Brittany's ever, I don't ever see like a lot of people, you know, walking up and downstairs dressed like they're in the Victorians, unless maybe our, our, we're, cl- we're crossing time or time bending where we're like, yeah. we're getting close. And then both, we're not, none of us are ghosts. They see us, we see them, and they can't explain things. Now, and there is literature of where they see things where people don't look like they look at that time from that time. Right. Mm. Wow. So, that's, that's interesting. So explain that. So you, you've said time bending multiple times. What is time bending? Brittany, you can explain time bending. You're really good with it. Go ahead. So time banding basically. So like 11 (laughs) years ago, I brought this up to Troy and Troy and I started diving into it. And I said, I like, I'm not saying this for anybody that's paranormal. I am paranormal. I investigate. I have my own boxes, my own equipment, my own portals. I talk to what is alleged spirits, but I, it's been very hard for me ever since I was very young to believe that my grandmother is still haunting a house or, you know, like I'm just not that person. Like it's very hard for me to believe that. So I've always believed there was more to it and we've just been programmed to believe something else. And so I started studying quantum physics with Albert Einstein's theory of relativity and the theory of bending of time and space. And when I dove into it, I started realizing that we don't really live on a perpendicular line, but 
in reality, our time and space and time is just something made up realistically because we don't really understand it. It's bending on itself, right? So imagine like the ocean wave comes in. So you have the flat line of the water base from the from the sand. Then the ocean wave comes in, touches itself and circles back out. Okay, so every time that wave comes in and touches, that's our time. That's our time and space bending on itself, which meaning the past and present are overlapping in the same time for however long that happens, however long that wave takes to push out. So that could be maybe 60 seconds or it could be five minutes, right? So for me, I believe there are heavy amounts of locations that are misidentified as haunted location, but in fact, we're documenting the past and presence overlapping <laughs> at the same time, creating this haunted effect that both parties are thinking that their location is haunted, but it's not. So if you ever hear of a paranormal case, which if you start deep diving into it and you start researching a lot of these sightings, you'll hear people say, when I saw the ghost, it was as if the ghost was shocked to see me. Now, ghosts aren't shocked to see people. OK, that doesn't happen. I've been in places where we've been investigating and we've had our recorders out and we've said, we hear you. Where are you? And the voice will not even just pick up in the recorder, but it will be present in the room and say, I'm right here. Where are you? So you're dealing oh. with somebody that can also hear you, knows you're there, but is looking for you and can't see you. I was just in Virginia City recently, earlier this year. Um, producer and I were upstairs. We were being followed by somebody in heels. We could hear them walking behind us. I've never believed in my heart of hearts. You can ask my brother. We both laugh about this where it's like, oh, ghosts can walk through walls and doors, but I hear them coming. Yeah, that bullshit doesn't. That's not real. Okay. What you're hearing is our time lapse. Like if you're hearing footsteps in your home, that's because you're hearing the past walking where they walk. Like that is Ooh. what you're hearing. Right. So we were being followed and we stop and we look at each other. And we're like, she stopped. You could smell her. You could hear her heels and literally we're, we're no, our noses were like probably touching. Cause it was like negative nine. We're like really close. Cause it was cold. And I'm like, do you hear? She's like, yeah. And then between our faces, we hear hello, like right between our faces. Like she and I were like, what the fuck? <laughs> because it was like totally break of like personal space. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it was right there and it was like, hello, like right between us. And like, we were so funny. I don't know who got out the door first. I don't know if it was her or me, but we were like bust out laughing because we were laughing because we were like, we have to go tell everybody like no one's going to believe it's like the activity is like massively going haywire upstairs. And then we were filming and upstairs we could hear what sounded like people moving furniture and nobody was upstairs. Like it sounded like a dresser being dragged across the floor and a door opening and closing. Like so when people have this idea of like you hear things moving or objects moving, it's like, no, if it, that's probably moving in that time and you're hearing it. So, okay. So, for, so, so Troy and I have like done this a lot. I've done this extensively. Like it is what my belief is, especially because of the deep research I did in Gettysburg and quartz crystals. I think atmospheres and frequencies amplify these locations to elapse more and more and more creating these hauntings. So Troy talked uh, a bit about this time bending guys and it, so it it kind of every article that I've found or piece that I found on this, it is a form of time travel, right? Forward yes. or back. Yep. Mo most likely it's a form of time travel behind because there's paranormal activity. So that kind of coincides with you saying a woman, you'll hear footsteps like the high heels or whatever. 
it was in that time. So you you're mm-hmm. bending time and you're you're going back to that era. Is that what I'm understanding? The you no one's going back anywhere. The times are bending on themselves. You're seeing like, you're seeing you're you are you are in an in essence you are there. You're yeah, but you both you're are individually. But they're you're both there at the same time. Correct. Right. You're moving forward as they're moving backwards. Like is something this... I've Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, is this something that you think Eric and I would be able to experience with y'all? Yes. Or... Yes. yes. Man, because, so... because I firmly believe that a lot of these hauntings are misidentified. So if you're investigating right into ghost hunting, like in ghost, ghost haunted locations, and they say that's residual activity. I don't believe that. So when you see these videos of like, it looks like a spirit walking through a wall, right? Or the pictures or whatever. And they're like, this happens every day. Like, why does this happen? Or every so many months we'll see this woman and she like appears, doesn't acknowledge us and just walks straight through that wall. Well, I guarantee you that wall wasn't there. That was a doorway in the original home or the home that was on that property prior to that house being built. And I guarantee you that the lapsing of time that's happening, why she can't see you is because her frequency isn't connecting fully, but yours is. So you can see her and she's just traveling on through doing her own thing. Like It's almost like you're on that AM radio station where you're kind of on the radio station, but you're not on the radio. Yeah, And then sometimes the signal comes through and you can hear it totally fine. Time bending happens. There's documented, uh, documented stories and they also call it time slips. Okay. Okay. So if you look into time slips as well, time bending, it falls into the same line. Time slips has also been documented. It happened in the early 1900s with two women that were actual teachers that time slipped back into the area to the era that should never have existed. Right. They talked about this. They did picture literature. I mean, they did everything to depict this. And they were basically just like people thought they were crazy. But since the 20s, there's been actual documented occurrences that have happened where people have slipped back in time for a brief moment and then slipped forward. And they're like, what the fudge just happened? Like there was a guy who went to a bar, pulled up in the UK. You use that harsh language like that? Yeah. The fudge. So like they pulled up to the bar, gets out of the bar. He goes inside, hasn't even had a drink yet. Forgets that he left something in his car. And it's like a, this was in the sixties. I think it was, so it was like 1960 something. I think it was a 67 Camaro anyway. And so he comes back out to get something out of his car and he comes out downtown. You like downtown London has completely gone back to like the 1800s. Everyone's, or I think it was like, I think he said it was like 19 something because people were in carriages period clothing. He came out and he was like, what just ha-? like, he was so disoriented and confused. He didn't know what was going on. So he walks back inside to go tell the bartender comes back out everything's back to normal so he so was just, like a lot like the philadelphia experiment really. right so he thought he was hallucinating but he was like i'm not hallucinating like i know what i saw but unfortunately we've been programmed to believe that that's hallucination that's your brain that didn't happen but these things have happened and have been documented to where but, science but calls that, them on that slits. same sense on that same sense you can go to a big building right you can go stand in a big building and there's like <clears throat> this giant building and there's a guy up there in a nice suit who's and he's telling everybody that he's got the power and you can come up there. And they all run up to the front and he touches them and they go on the floor and they believe that. But if you say, but if you say, well, you've got, I'm sorry, but if you say you've got us, you know, you have an entity still here or someone trying to talk to you. Ah, oh, that's not, there's no way that's not happening. Right. Like Don't you can talk it. to and, and have God or the spirit talk through you. But if you see an apparition, then you're 
You're crazy. I think. Let me ask you this. Yes, I think they will think you're crazy. I'm a little more edgy with it because I'm old now. And so maybe when I was younger, I'd be a little bit more lenient. But the fact that it's funny because you said in the 90s you were in fifth grade. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I was married in the 90s. But with with the with that being said, the human mind is extremely strong. Right. And there's a thing called theta waves. I use those a lot for meditation. And if you're going to go out and you're going to experience something, you really have to get your subconscious in line with your conscious mind. You have to do it because you're so programmed to to think so differently that it's very hard in a situation because as a child you're taught a bunch of crap and so your mind goes back to protect yourself you're thinking of alternate ways in your brain this is not happening that's the wind that's the door that's this doing that you know Mm -hmm. god said that this is not going to happen to me you know and it goes and goes so you really have to open up yourself to it to to experience it now if you deal with someone who's um coming from a faith base you're like well if you open yourself too much the devil's going to get in there and you're going to he's going to be the co-pilot that's not true that's just not true so if you want to really get that going like where my question was going to go is when does this become dangerous like when do demons manifestations energies when do those become dangerous in all my theory is on that is is that if you're that weak of a person don't get involved in too much of that stuff because you can't allow things into your body you have to have control of yourself right so you can't allow something to take you over. So if you're worried that you're easily led or something can, you know, you know, get you to spend 1999 for a bottle of water that's supposed to be holy, then you shouldn't be involved in this. I mean, let's just be, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, you really have to understand that there's a warm spot for every human and some people are not meant for this life. Right. Um, yeah. And, and the reason mm-hmm. I, I say the word investigate is because as a kid, we're taught that, we were in the era that I grew up during the satanic panic. I grew up during the satanic panic. So if I was to uh, see something or someone or an apparition or any of that matter, it was a demon or I was possessed or I was schizophrenic. So you can't come out and talk about it. Right. So when I hear the word investigates, like everybody gets their gadgets and like, Hey, we hear that there's a boogeyman in here. And then everybody gets the boogeyman on the brain. And so going back to what I was saying about strong and brain. And I talked about the one man where this supposed, this, this God that created the entire universe and every star and all these magical sparkles and everything that happens picks this one asshole to talk through. And then you get your brain so worked up that it's real. You start to get into it and you scream. And I posted something on that recently where this guy was like screaming like he was like turning into a werewolf. I posted that like he he really believed that, you know, this monster was leaving him at, at the, in this this revival thing. So. Your brain is so strong, too. A lot of times you go in, things aren't haunted at all. It's just an old piece of crap house, right? Mm-hmm. And the wood moves a certain way. You're like, that's it. That's James Earl. He's here. And everybody goes, oh, my God, I heard it, too. And then you James spread Earl. this. So my job, what I do for me is when I go in, I just, I can say, nah, man. Because even at Anthony's house, there was nothing there. It was one of the nicest places I've ever been. Um, very clean, spiritually clean is what I mean. I didn't feel like any kind of corruption or anything. You know, but you could take a religious-based person there, and the fact that Anthony's gay, it's that's the reason they're not in that house. They have gay love in there. God. That's the devil at work. As as the devil. And so house, I have to deal with this. What's that? I said, as soon as I walked into Anthony's house, I felt the gayness. I know. I did, too. I had a gay yeah. breakfast there, but I didn't feel Satan, you know? And, and <laughs> the last time I read, I mean, Satan wasn't gay anyways, and I don't, you know, and I don't oh think – 
they're they're living on a, on a on a supernatural level. They're not even thinking about what we do as people down here. We do some ridiculous stuff. So that's what I mean. And so that's the idiotic BS that you have to deal with when you're well, in this. If there type isn't of- a danger to it, Brittany, then what makes you run out of the room? What you're taught. I'm excited. <laughs> it's not because I'm scared. No, you. Yeah. So, like, realistically, do you ever get scared? Well, sure, because you have to understand, like, you're still human, right? So we still have that. No matter what, we're still going to fear what we can't explain or what we don't fully know. So there are going to be occurrences that happen to you where you're just kind of like, okay, that freaks me out because I can't, this is really weird. Like when you watch an object fully move across a room and you know, no one's doing it. Like I've experienced, I've seen it. Like I've seen shit like that. And it's you, it's because you're slowly breaking your, your mental space down where it's like, but this isn't real. Like this is not real. Someone's doing this like to you. Right. But then all of a sudden you realize, no, wait, this is real. Like this is really happening. So everything I thought this is wrong, you know? So it's, it is a mental breakdown and it's not that it's not dangerous. It's, it can become dangerous when you're naive or ignorant to what you're dealing with. That's when it becomes that. And remember there's the word malicious. Well, like for instance, I'm not going to walk into a place and exercise somebody that may possibly have a demon. I'm not trained as a demonologist or an exercising priest. So that's a forte that I'm not meant to do, which could put me in a bad situation dealing with an alleged demon. Right. So I don't want that attachment. That's what they're called. They're exercising. No, (laughs) he goes in very comfortable. Exercises all the time. No, but can it, can it become personal? Can these operations, uh, these time bending encounters, can they become personal? I think so. I think it depends on where you go or how you're or what your intentions are or what you're looking for specifically. Like I personally think it would be amazing to go back to a place that I know my grandparents really loved and see if there's a way that those frequencies could bend long enough for me to talk to them and see them mm-hmm. like scare the shit out of each other. But I think it'd be great. Like, also, you know, you know, you, you also have that theory about leaving your body when you sleep, Brittany. Well, because right? so when your loved ones come to you, you're really not in your body when you're asleep. Remember, there's a theory on that. You guys are more than welcome to look into it. But yeah, I, sure. I think of a lot of times where I will see my grandfather and we can't talk, but I understand him. He'll I come that. to me. That's telepathy. He'll come to me. He'll come right to me and he'll look at me and I'll see him. Like even if it's in, in my mortal mind, I think maybe between a glass, like you're in jail or something. But I see him come to me and he just kind of looks like, you know, it's good. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, and you go back. And then sometimes, you know, you'll be sleeping and stuff. You wake up, you're like, you jump because, you know, the dog farts or something. But that's really what you're trying to get back into your body, dude. You know, and I think that that's a, there's, I think there's some truth to that theory. You know, when you, know, when you leave your body, when you're sleeping, that doesn't happen when you sleep on a ghost bed. Right now, GhostBed is offering 50% off by using the promo code ANT. That's A-N-T for Anthony. GhostBed.com forward slash ANT. Right now, it's sleep 
so good that it's literally scary, as scary as the podcast that you're listening to right now. They have the adjustable base with the zero gravity massage modes. They have, listen, these beds can fold almost into a couch and you can watch this show or your apparitions coming and going as you please, almost from a seated couch position. Right now, they're offering 0% down and 0% financing. And that's if you have time bending credits. Uh, right now, head over ghostbed.com and use that promo code ant ant for conservative ant and get 50 percent off these are beds made in the good old usa right in the middle of florida well the southern tip of florida but they're one of the oldest uh american-made bed companies and we are proud to partner with them and i as i've been sleeping on a ghost bed look by the way it's not just the bed maybe you get the ghost bed pillow I don't travel anywhere without my pillow, the cooling sheets. They have all the cooling technology. We've toured their facility, and I absolutely love them. But when you sleep in a ghost bed, you're not going to have these outer, uh, out-of-body experiences because the ghost bed literally just holds you right into the bed. With the ghosts? With maybe a ghost. Spooky sleeps. Uh, it is a really good bed, by the way, Brittany. Anthony has a very nice one at his house. It's it gets puffy around you and it flexes, floats around. Ooh, nice. It's giant too. I will give him credit. I, I I have a themed home. I live in a themed home, so everything I have is themed. It's not you don't walk in and there's pictures of families on the wall holding each other. Oh my god, that's my mom and my grandma. I don't have that. I have pictures of demons or or spooky <laughs> things, and I have Ooh, everything shit. themed. So when well, the fact How that I went in his room, are you married? That it no, okay. There you go. Um, e even even before oh, I was, we still live. It's never been any different. That, it that, hasn't. No. That like, if you don't like it, you don't stay. Yeah. Well, that, and I'm not surprised because that's the way it goes. Because, because like, there's no. see, that's another thing. There's there's far more things to life than than that. Like, let me just lock this down, and you can't sure. have that drum set anymore. And you can't. There's more to life than that. But anyways, when I went into his his room, there he has a king size ghost bed in his guest room. Like seven yeah. people could sleep on that thing, Brittany. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Britt Brit, Brit will experience it one day. Brit. You know, so I'm glad that it's you wonderful. talked about the themes of your house, and I'm really glad that you talked about, you know, because the reaction that and Eric is a really open-minded person. We've had lots of conversations about belief and what we believe in and what we don't believe in and stuff like that. You said that you have, you know, because then your brother and sister. So you see Britt's background, and for those that are just listening, I'll just explain it to you. Britt's background is very light and bright and she's got the stuff that she likes in the background and then you know troy's is very you know he's sitting on a chair that looks like it's made, made of, of bones, bones. And that's bones exactly yeah. <laughs> but the guy he, is it's very... like we have taylor swift and then we have odin basically <laughs> but what's great about what's great about troy is he's open to spirituality and religion different the history of different religions on all aspects and i think what, what what is wrong right now in the world is people think that what they believe in is it and if 100%. you don't believe that then you're on the out then i'm going to send you death threats and i'm going to tell you to repent so it, tell me um a little bit about the troy world your house i know that cr uh the the krampus just passed and also the he most passed away I'm just kidding no uh what do you did away. Krampus, the, the Krampus holiday. I, I don't didn't know much about it until until I met you. But um, but you have such a love, and this this is what I said when people are like, "Oh my God, this is such a dark person." But he takes care of so many different animals. 
and he loves animals and doesn't want to see animals hurt. And I think that says a lot about a person when you don't want the innocence of an animal to be hurt or killed. You know what? I, do you understand what I'm saying? It says a lot about somebody can be the biggest, most beautiful Christian in the whole world, but they'll run over a cat and not think about it. But mm -hmm. you do everything in your power to save animals and, and make sure that they're healthy and they're fed and they're trained and you, you lay with them. So tell us a little bit about your life. Okay, well... <clears throat> I think a lot of reasons I come at what I do in the, in the darker side of things is, again, what was that? Did he just say that you lay with them? Sometimes. Yeah, he's got lemurs and all kinds of stuff. Yep, capybara. <laughs> no, not lays with them in a biblical sense, but uh, lies down. Yeah, not in the biblical sense. Oh, it's okay. Oh, no, no, no. If I was in the biblical sense, I'd be having sex with my sister. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So That's let's true. just get it out there. <laughs> we can't do that, but it was okay when he did it. He got to do them all of anyways. Well, who's grandpa sleep with tonight? Oh, granddaughter Sever's coming in. Okay, that's great. But what question is, yeah. I take the darker side of things because um people have talked so much down about these this this other because they're so righteous in the way they think. And it doesn't matter what religion you come from. It's it's a, it, yours isn't the right one. I can just tell you that right now. It's because there's no right there's, one. there's common sense, there's logic, and there's history, no matter how you erase it or whatever you want to do. I believe that faith should be what you feel and hear, because whatever's true to you mm -hmm. is true to you. And that can be in a physical, that can be in a, and I'll give you an example of why I feel a couple different ways. Um, you can, you, there's people that will hate you because of your color, because of your sexual preference, yada, yada, yada. But in their Bible, God doesn't recognize any gender or any of that bullshit, right? He put us here. We can do whatever we want. But if it's good or it feels good or it's fun or you're doing it, then it's bad. Can't do that. So just remember, most of that was created for control and control, which is kind of like what we have now. It's just easier to go. <laughs> if you do that with that young man, we're going to turn you to salt. He's watching. He's watching. And they go. And they build walls so they can't be seen and stuff. Now we're like, shut the fuck up, right? So my right. theory on it is I bring a little bit of the darkness out because there's some really good, rich stories behind darker things. Um, uh, the, the misconception of Satanism, Luciferians, all that type of stuff. Like people compare uh, Satanists with people who worship the devil and 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 kill animals. And, and that's just absolutely 100% not true at all. It's, it's absolutely not true at all. That is a media, a media-driven form of of ridiculousness, for lack of a better term. Why do you think the media and entertainment uh, likes to portray it? We see it right now with a lot of the, uh, a lot of the celebrity stars. What is it? Sam Wise is that? Sam Smith. Sam Smith, um, doing a lot of the satanic stuff. Uh, it's dark, it's red, it's gory, it's scary. There is a negative energy behind the performance. Is that something that I'm know, not familiar? I'm not familiar with what you're would you argue that those performances you know exactly? I'll give you an exact reason why it's done because people with small minds will be like, Oh my god, and your hateful people that don't like you or don't like Ant will watch you more than the people who love you. Uh, if you go back to you can take a bands like Motley Crue, who I used to listen to a lot of Nikki Six. I mean, he was into drugs and a lot of things, and at that time. He's he might have said he said a lot of things that made a lot of sense, even if he was on drugs or whatever you want to talk about. But he always believed on going forward and don't let there be gatekeepers. Get rid of the gatekeepers. Right. So the fact that they put the pentagrams all over their 
albums and they said shout at the devil and they would be dark is because it would sell and so it would piss people off and that's the only reason it was done and it's done the same way now it keeps people scared it keeps people right but i mean you don't think spending money it's not even real do you think that they, they don't encapsulate that lifestyle just a little bit yeah no i don't think that the, i'm not sure that as many celebrities that are accused of you know killing animals and kids and being Satanist is a real thing. I think like the, the, the teaching is of Anton LaVey or, or true Satanism is you are your own God and you're not supposed to hurt other people or bring anybody down and you're supposed to defend the underdog. And, you know, if someone hurts you or your family, you don't turn the other cheek like this guy, you pulverize them. I mean, there's a difference to it. You know, like if somebody went in and hurt Ant or his person, I'm going to have to take care of those people, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, you can't just think you can get away with that kind of stuff, you know. That's just not going to fly. And I think so. They'll use a, a that fear tactic. So now it gets everybody worked up, you know. It keeps everybody divided. So, so I think a lot of that is done for 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 sensationalism, is my opinion on that. So I will say, and and we've talked about a lot of different, like we've we've talked about, you know, Hollywood, and and I, me personally, I do think that there's a lot that's going on in Hollywood, um, sure. and that's that's my what i believe i believe but, that though too i do but believe this it. isn't oh yeah yeah but yeah but this isn't something new what what really gets me off my rocker a little bit is people will use sam smith right or all of these artists like they'll come out on stage and they'll have some type of satanic uh thing that the mainstream re media will take a story and then be like look at what this person did and this that's has why. been this has been going on <clears throat> for a very long time and it and it and it also kind of goes hand in hand when people are like oh my god i can't believe that she made a song called wop it's so dirty well yeah but you were also listening to not too long ago my neck my back lick my, yep. and my crap. and that was fine at that time nobody had anything to say about that but now it's so polarized and there's so many different things that people can't quite put their, they don't know which. Yeah, being crass and foul is a lot different than harnessing demons and and portraying ritualistic satanic behavior and Illuminati style symbolism. But it's been going on for a long time. It's been going so on for a long time. There's a term for that. And it's called predict, it's predictive programming been going on since about the 30s when media started to really come into the factor with newspaper um it's in in a nutshell predictive programming is to program the minds for control right and to also condition your public in preparation to what you want to push as your agenda so that has happened in mainstream media with television movies it's all a conditioning so that when they want to release certain information the public has been already properly conditioned to it as like planting a seed and the tree has grown so that when it actually comes they're more prepared for it they're more like oh we already kind of knew about this yeah didn't we know about it subconsciously they thought they already knew about it but they didn't they were programmed slowly and conditioned to we already did. be prepared we have talked about that so, so you're, 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 go ahead i'm sorry so you're saying that like guys like Sam Smith are doing these or, or portraying these satanic style things to uh, like as a propaganda stunt? That makes me hate it even more. It's it's I believe there's a lot of propaganda behind it. And I also believe that it's to fire up these new. And I, I, listen, I'm just going to preference this first before I get attacked by a bunch of people. I am a Christian. I'm Catholic Christian. OK, so no hate. 
but there are new holy rollers out there. Okay. And they attack people without fully understanding what they're talking about, what they're preaching about. And they're going against everything that the Bible is telling them to do, first of all. And so there is an agenda, in my opinion, from watching this happen, especially in the ufology space of the predictive programming, that it is a perfect way to integrate this for more hate and more buildup from those community to show how stupid they look. To where right. they attack for unbeknownst reasons where they go, we're just entertainment. We're doing this for fun. Look how stupid these people are. And they call themselves Christians to push the agenda again, even more so for other reasons other than themselves. Because it's well, pretty programming. Threats. I get death threats from Christian. That's not very Christian of them. So I, I'm called the F word by Christian. I get them. What do you mean? Christian Christians are responsible for the most murder. And I'm Catholic. And the whole history of life. Well, well, and, and let's let well hold on though. If we want to, if we want to go down that route too, though, Catholics are also the Vatican and all that stuff. That's what I'm talking about. That's sex, where it started. There's a it? lot of child. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would argue that the Muslims have, have dealt their their fair share of it. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's why because people religions... use religion, they use yeah, religion yeah, yeah. as a cap to do these horrible, heinous things. They use right, the term religion, is. and that's another thing that I also hate. And again. It's, it's like, like the Taliban wasn't really Muslims, right? And I used to hate that because people would like when I was overseas and we were in Afghanistan uh, in the early 2000s fighting the Afghanistans, you know, some people would are like on the teams would try to say that we are fighting Muslims, but you know, Muslims don't fuck goats in the ass. And we've watched these guys at night fuck goats in the ass. They're not Muslims. They are just Taliban soldiers who happen mm -hmm. to fly under. It's almost like not every American soldier is a Christian. Yeah, you know what I mean? For sure. But they would probably consider us all to be Christians and they would call us the Christian infidel, even though, uh, you know, uh, right. I would say the majority. And this, and this is not to shit on a specific religion or all religions, no, because I mean, like Britt said, I was raised Roman Catholic. I have faith. I have faith. Yep. That, you know, I was I had told Troy when he was here, I I I pray to people that I had lost. So I pray to my mother. I pray to people that have passed away. I don't. Okay, you're just those, talking to them in a different realm. Yeah, I and that's and that's okay. But that's okay for me to to do what I want with my faith. We're not shitting on a specific faith. Just tell our followers because I don't yeah, want we're people to that. think no, that we're like no. You know, there's extreme. There's extreme on every side. There's extreme right wing people. There's extreme left wing people. There's extreme Christians. There's extreme. Everything. 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 Yeah. Everything. So, but they use it to their, no. it's like no. twisted scripture. They're going to use a part of a Bible scripture to benefit their agenda. So, it's the same thing within every practice of law within our own government, within our structure of day to day. It's twisted something to feed their agenda for whatever reason. That's why within it's, it's, Christianity, you have like different branches because some people say, I'm going to be there. They're not. It's because they use their own twisted. Well, scriptures to back their song. religion you know so it's like just imagine it's you it's between you and john god and he he hit it perfect <laughs> yeah so yeah. yeah i wouldn't i the whole the whole thing for me is um it depends on how you come at me whether i'm going to trash what you believe in or not that's exactly how i'm going to tell yeah, you and that. you and so, to be fair and to be fair you have never trashed what i believe in and I that's why i i have i have the respect of people to not trash what they believe in and the reason why mm -hmm. this comes up is because i find you as a very interesting person
because I see how much love you have for animals. And um, that was the, because I know that we're, we're coming to the end of the show and I want people to know what you do with the animal community. We have about five, 10 minutes, what we do with the, what you do with the animal commu community, what shows you've been on and uh, yeah, what animals. Can you tell animals. us about the Motley Croc show? Yeah. What's that? Can you tell us about the Motley Croc show? Yeah. So the Motley Croc show, <clears throat> we started it about four and a half years ago. I've been, it's been, I've been suspended and kicked off a lot. I had um, one of my other pages completely removed. That was one of my oldest, uh, one of my biggest followings. Um, because if you say something against, I, I was, I was still at the head of the game during the whole woke agenda. And I would say something that makes complete sense. And then somebody would complain or call me a hate speaker or whatever, because mm -hmm. you, you stated a fact about something. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that, we, we lose our, our focus on, on comedy and we lose our focus on having a good time because we don't want to offend somebody. First of all, if you're offended by anything that I say or Ant says, maybe not Brittany so much, and I'm not sure yet with you, Mr. Eric, how what you would say to offend someone. <laughs> I don't know you well enough. But if someone is that offended, like you said you're overseas and you were fighting against you know these, these terrorists and so on and so forth. I don't have any dog to talk to you about that because I didn't do it. So for someone to have a, an opinion on that, that has no idea what they're talking about. They need to take a seat. And that's exactly how I feel about most things with light. So depending on how you come at me with a certain you know, aspect is how I'm going to treat you. And I, I don't want anyone to get the idea that I trash religions, but growing up religions trashed us, me, my friends, um, our, our, our goals, what we wanted to do with ourselves because it wasn't in their agenda. And so that's why I think a lot of it uh, stems from me. I, I'm in a little bit of a different era, <clears throat> but with that being said, um, I do work with animals. Animals are an amazing thing. I love Ant's dog, by the way. He's like the coolest old man you'll ever meet. I, I will, I'm not just saying that. He just really is a cool. He's, he's cool. just a cool dog, man. He, he tries to communicate. He tries to talk to you in his own way. And he's, he's just, he's great. And I had, for example, I had an issue with raccoons here. And they will come to my property and they try to steal food or whatever. And, you know, the, one of the times they have killed one of my macaws, one of my birds. So I trapped them all and I had plans on euthanizing them. But then I thought, nope, they're just doing their thing. I'm not going to judge them like that. Right. <laughs> Even though I wanted to, I'm not going to be that person. So I remember I, I finally, I caught a bunch of the young ones and I, I, I would, you know, take care of them properly or turn them over to the right places. And one time I removed one and I, I just didn't want to kill her. It was the mother. I love this so story. Took her way out, way, way, way out. And, uh, she, um, I released her. He shoots off my nephew and I, there's, he shoots off out into the woods and there's a trail and I'm going back to my trail and I start hearing this noise. She comes back out and she kind of stands, she stands, she sits there in the middle of the trail and looks at me for what seemed like hours. Obviously it was a couple seconds and then kind of sits up and just stares at me and then just kind of looks off into the woods and looks back at me and leaves. And I, and I, to this day, I still think she was like, thank you for not killing me. I think she came mm -hmm. back to say that. And if if you're most people don't look at animals with any sort of intelligence, um, you know, crocodiles, I keep crocodiles. I work with crocodiles on a daily basis, almost all every day of my life. And you begin to see their traits, their personalities and how much smarter they are. And we have now studies where they're about 17 to 19 times smarter than a dog. So think about that, for example. Wow. So their communication is there. And so, yeah, I, I do try to give back to the underdog and to the to the little animals that 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 needs something or some sort of of gift back because we have enough crap 
crap people in the world, man, doing a lot of crappy things. And most of them are righteous. Most of them are good people and they're doing terrible things. And Brittany, you said something earlier. You said we're taught to believe with the television. Let's just think about tell a vision. Think about what mm-hmm. we've been calling mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. It tells you a vision. It tells you what you're supposed to think. And it's funny that it's mm-hmm. called television, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot wow. of people don't think about that. You look at this box and go, oh, that's what it's got to be. It's either this, this, or this. It's this side of the news yep. or that side of the news, but it's owned by the same company. Yep. Yeah, we, we uncovered that, there. Eric, didn't we? Yeah, we had a whole show about uh, about the media and the, the five agencies that now control all of it. Uh, all very fascinating s- stuff. Uh, Brittany and um, uh, Troy, we're... You know, we, we like to travel. We like to do things. Uh, what do you have in store for us? What can we do? What can we put on the map? We'd love to do maybe a, a day of, of paranormal activity and then maybe do a live show at a local restaurant or bar um, to tell fans what we kind of experienced throughout the day. Something fun like that. Um, I know that people okay. play for these ghost tours and things like that. Uh, I think it would be a cool experience to spend a day with you guys um dabbling in the paranormal and then just kind of talking about it in front of a live audience is that something that you guys would be uh willing to do 100 yeah 100%. and then also continuing after the show into the wee hours of the morning yeah oh, okay hunting it's like paranormal stuff. he's like <laughs> just drinking and raging paranormal stuff is great a lot of people think it's only at night it's really not there's a lot of stuff that you it's can all the time can, there's broad daylight uh, hauntings as well and i think that there's a lot to be said about that absolutely i think we should get into the mob barker house i think you guys would have a good time with that you being italian anthony i think that's something that's with the mafia and the italian side would be kind of fun for you because it's it. a little bit of your lineage there you know kind of cool guy italian stuff and i think oh, that, that would come, be... i'm gonna come dressed like guido straight guido <laughs> i'm gonna like slick my hair back i'm gonna have an italia shirt on you know so they leave you alone they're like then you're gonna get shot so or... it's interesting how I do want to say this really quick. Well, then I'll dress like, like a Polak. I don't know. Oh my God. Is like so Troy's Troy's abilities in a house are much different than like some people that just don't have any of these abilities or just aren't prepared with their openness of mind, right? Or like if you're new to the field, there's just certain techniques that you haven't learned or adapted to yet that like us veterans have, right? So I come with equipment so that those that are with us, that if we're feeling and sensing things. And the person that's with us is kind of like, well, I'm not feeling anything. What if I think these people are just janking my chain? You know, it's like the equipment will back those. Like it, it, they counteract with the frequency. We have the EVP recorders going so that every, everything that is happening is being documented in real time for you to witness and feel and see. But the moment you transcend into, right. And so the moment you transcend into that, and you have your first feeling, a frequency shift, a tingling, a, you hear something, you're touched, you don't come back the same. So that's something mentally that I always like to tell people when you go on an investigation and something like this happens, your mental paradigm shifts forever because how you saw the world before is never, ever, ever going to be the same, ever, because it changes the way you look at things around you moving forward. So the way, like the, the tools are have cool to have for that. The movie Impuritus, the new Tom Sizemore movie. Tom Sizemore is like last movie. It's called Impuritus. No, but I, I would like it. it. It's very, very good. And um, it, it's extremely good. 
Um, and but very haunting and, and a very like non-scary but very paranormal haunting way. Uh, we just finished it last night, uh, in, in fact. And um, you know, I I would say that it, that would be my biggest fear going into something like this uh, would be for the movie Imperatus. So if you want to know where my fears lie, go and uh, watch the new the uh, Tom Sizemore movie. Rest in peace, Tom Sizemore. Um, but watch what you know. And it's crazy that he died at the end of that movie in real life. Um, oh, it's just, it's very crazy. But anyway, uh, if you guys watch that, whenever we go down there to meet up, just know that that's, what's going through my brain when they have us doing whatever it is that they have us doing. I will be thinking of the movie Impuritus. Um, Did you say you're in North Carolina? I am. I am. Yep. Raleigh, so do you go to Savannah a lot? Yeah. Well, my family lives, my parents now live in down Savannah. In they from St. Augustine. Um, they moved from St. Augustine to Savannah. Um, yeah. So I will be in Savannah in about two weeks. Yeah. Lots of haunted places in Savannah. There is, you know, there well, is. We, can, we, we, we have can a small all, tricky battlefield. city. Tricky city. You we can take a, us to all the all the things. We're down. Yeah, all the things. Well, there's also a place that you guys can look up that's off the kind of off the beaten path. It's not a very known. It's in a very small town. As you're heading through Georgia, it's called the Hay House. I know one of the head tour directors there. The place is extremely haunted. We actually pulled up, and my son was in the car, and like swear to god was like i can't get out i'm not going in that house and john and i were like why and he was like the the man died in that house so after doing the whole tour i talked to the girl that i'm now very good friends with um and she was like yeah he ain't lying like i'll tell you what happened and so then he it, she explained to me what had happened but it's very interesting and it's a great place that we also have permission to investigate at any time and it's not a very overpopulated place which i love it's off the beaten path and there's a lot of um actual war history there as well so when are you going to take me to hang out with the Osbournes and do this? Anytime, Jack. <laughs> They're great Osborne. people. They're nice people. I would love to do that. Listen, did you know that Jack Osborne was a cop? I did not. Yeah, he was. So it was he Ted Nugent. Was huh? So it was Ted Nugent. But, Jack uh, wears many hats. I actually have a, a really big book deal right now. It'll be uh, announced cool. the second week of February. But my agent actually like we already have Jack Osborne's phone number and they've already been talking to Jack Osborne about reviewing the book. My book's a comedy. It's called what a small world. Funny true story. But yeah. So like, um, I, I literally have Jack Osborne's, I think it's his cell phone. My agent sent it to me. I'm not, I'm too afraid to fucking text him or do anything. Test it. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly I have Jack Osborne's. They're good people. His production company is great. The whole team there is, they're really good. I love them all. Well, Kelly's again, amazing. Again, again, Ozzy Osbourne was one of the most hated people yeah. in our sure. time and my time coming up because he did what he wanted to do. And the reason those kids are good is because Sharon and Ozzy did a good job raising their kids and they're not scumbags. He was theatrical. Mm -hmm. Everything was biting off animals' heads and Satanism yeah. and evil because it sold. And he didn't even care if you look at old interviews because it sells. He was smart. Do you know what's really funny about that bat story? Troy, you probably know this. Smart. Some people probably don't. So our listeners probably don't know. So in the, I think it was like in the early 90s, Ozzy was actually in an interview and he told this story that there was a guest that threw it on stage. So it was already dead. Like it was yeah. fake. Like it was just dead. But they threw it on stage. He thought before he, like, it was after he bit it that he realized it was an actual real bat, but he thought it was like a gummy fake bat that somebody just threw up for him to like play with, like the fake ones that you can buy in the store. And so he's like, 
I didn't purposely just bite off this bat's head in the show for like any type of reason. He was like, I thought my fan threw me a I gummy one to play so with. So he went to like mad. bite it off for real. And then when he did it, he was like, as I'm biting it off, I'm realizing oh. that's a real bat. So he's like, I just went with it. It was like, whatever. It's already dead. I just went with it. And so I'm no, like, this is the like, funniest story. And look you know, at yeah. how they made that scene, right? Oh, well, wait about this. Let me just say this. So yeah. then there was like this old network, if it's still around, it was called TBN. Remember that network? Oh, I remember TBN. Oh, my God. Pure garbage, right? So I remember they said that uh, garbage, garbage. I'll say it, garbage. So they said that Ozzy took a bag of puppies on the stage and threw them all out into the crowd and said, I won't perform until you rip these puppies alive, kill them and rip them apart, which was absolutely propaganda. That never happened, Abs right? I know it didn't, but that's what they were saying. It was all made up to attack him because, one, he was successful, and he was doing things that people thought were uncontrollable, which he was. I mean, let's just face it. He was oh, living is, a life. is TBN the Christian Broadcasting Network? That yes. Oh, yeah, where all the men came out with the spray, the spray on yeah, Tina like, Faye oh, Baker. Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, Tammy the Bakers were on there. Don't know... forget about Paul and Jan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah, listen. Looney Tunes. Before we, but so you're right. I will also, I will piggyback on you, Troy, and say it's trash because when I was in broadcasting school, they wanted me to do, um, to work on TBN, and wh whoever was the casting said, "I'm sorry, you're gay. You can't be part of the network." I'm not gay no more. I'm delivered. Just like when they try to exact, <laughs> oh, I had to play the gay away. That video with the black yeah. dude where he's like, oh, I'm yeah. not gays no more. I've been to live oh, yeah. I like women's, 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 women's. <laughs> yeah, God. Know, that's what I'm saying. But that's but they were leading people, bud. Like these people had a lot of control. At least when I was a kid, they had a lot of control. Sure. Man. No, they did. Yeah, they were no, they I, were doing yeah. stuff. They were catching teenagers and taking away their jewelry and the cutting their hair, shaving their heads, trying to make them militant. And I think yeah. that there was so much that going on. I mean, so when you come around people that are my age, like, you know, that are or a little older than me, Jeff, for, for example, and we get into that, it's because we were tortured with it. It wasn't like where you guys got to grow up, Brittany, where it was like, oh, like, you know, we'll go to church on Sunday. We right. have some chicken. Like, Hallelujah. Yeah, like, it's okay. And then all of a sudden, like in the late 90s, 2000s, now there's gay Christian churches and women pastors. That would have never flown in the 80s. They would have or in the 90s that wouldn't happen in the 90s either or the 90s yeah well i'm glad that joel i'm glad joel olstein is taking everyone's money i hear he's doing really really well so keep on going to those revivals um where can we find you guys on social media so our listeners <laughs> i don't think an hour is a long enough show for us joel no. is to texas as casey anthony is to florida <laughs> yeah, Casey, Casey Anthony was a big thing, but I mean, like I said, that was another. I love the fact that you have a picture over there. Yeah. Oh, shit. I even get to ask my fucking question before we go. Right. Listen, go follow Brit Investigates and Troy at the Motley Croc Show. Before we go, I have to ask Brittany a question. Uh, Brittany, is it cheating if it's a, if it's an apparition? <laughs> Nope. No, those are called succulents, and uh, you're fine. <laughs> you're good. Oh, I don't know what's gonna happen to you, but Listen, they're fine. They're very possessive. Line, like whatever house possessive. that happens, wherever the succubuses are, take me there. Yeah. That's that's what I want. I'm just, <laughs> I think I'm that I got pregnant. I think I got pregnant by a ghost. 
And uh, oh my god, there are people. There are people. I am not joking. We got, I know. No, I actually created nothing. a show for them called Ghost Wives because there are women out there <laughs> that believe they have married a male that's ghost. Real, right? See, that's as ridiculous as TBN right there, guys. And Listen, that's exactly why the paranormal they, they is not taken serious. 100%. They this agree 100%. I have a big beef with people that are like, Oh, this is but what hurts because paranormal is a real true science. I know it's considered pseudoscience, but if you go back into Duke, <laughs> since you're up there by Raleigh, you would know yeah. that in Duke, they actually did parapsychology to teach you, which I studied the actual phenomenon of paranormal and apparitions and ghosts and how that happens and how our brain holds a big power into that, how we can see through the, through the veil with our third eye. So parapsychology actually is very in depth and Duke used to actually do a course on that in college. And then eventually it turned into pseudoscience and I don't really know why, but yeah, like they're destroying the mainstream media on paranormal when they come Everything out of this, but this woman was insane. married to a, uh, uh, um, was it Haitian or Haitian? One of the uh, ghosts, a pirate ghost. It was like 390 years old. And you should oh, hear her marriage relationship with him. Like, it's amazing. She right, had a so Jack Crow stand in. Oh, you just see Mary Tubman, you know, just. <laughs> Bro. And then she thought she was pregnant. Then she went to the doctors. And then they were like, no, you're just, you're getting well, older. Like and now you're having your time of the. You're well, unfortunately like, not becoming. <laughs> Oh, I, I remember asking Anthony if Jimmy's tubes were tied. But listen, I I wanted to say, <laughs> I, I, we, we we saw this guy. I mean, and people were like, we've been noticing that there, there's been a. No, nah, I can't get into it now. We'll get into it another show. No, but, well, so yeah. we're gonna do. Would you guys come on another episode? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Would love to. Well, let's let's do a little bit more to life than than so much ghosts because there's so many things we need to talk. About. I know. I know. So right. so we too, and have some fun with that. Um, yeah. I'm sure we can all come. Uh, there's lots of listen. Uh, thank you guys for your time and your generosity. And uh, we had a great time hanging out with you guys. Uh, from the Motley Crock show, Brittany investigates conservative aunt, myself, Eric Danzi. Stay awake, stay alert, and stay alive. Good evening. <laughs>